Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just, you forgot to enter. Hi, I'm Jerome B, and this is my golden hour. Oh, oh God, what's going on? Where am I going? Oh. Dad? Yes, my son. I am Deuce, the Deer God. I'm so confused. Who am I? Derek. Your true name is Dercules. Dercules. Wait, what? Yes. You are Dercules, the god of the forest. Season 5. Hosted by your favorite podcast host, Big Bochi. You already know the deal, motherfucker. What's up? And the double clap signifies the start of an episode. And before we begin... Hey everybody, this is Connor Holloway of the Golden Hours Podcast. And listen, if you by chance get any sort of value from this episode, whether you laugh, you cry, you're entertained, or you learn something, dude, just share with a friend. Facts. Share. Sharing Hold on. Sharing. But if you don't have friends, you shouldn't be... Listening to podcasts. No, you should not. You should get some friends. <laughs> Additionally... Before I introduce my guest on the right, who is in the building today producing? Yo, yo, it's Abu, a.k.a. Big Fresh, checking in for another episode. And when we say big, emphasize the big, and then big. who's on your right? Oh. Y- yep, you. Catherine. <laughs> that's, that's all you got for us, Catherine. Yeah, that's all I have. Catherine is, Ca- Catherine, how do you say your last name? Mao. Mao. Yeah. Catherine, I did a couple of interviews at a Starbucks up the street because we need a new editor on board, new producer. Bird. And Catherine had a nice Bird. aesthetic, and we met, and I said, hey, man, let's just try it out. And now Catherine's Bird. here. Thanks for coming. Yeah, no worries. Vibes. 100%. Nonetheless, on my right, this is a Boston-based podcast, right? Yeah. GDP is very Boston-based, and I care deeply about the city, mm-hmm. but we're parked in Somerville. You are in Somerville. And I feel like, dude, no one loves Somerville more than you, man. <laughs> yeah, I can agree. With, I don't know. I can agree with that statement. I like that statement. On my right, I have Marcelo, a.k.a. Jerome B., a.k.a. the dude who helps run Balance with Big Fresh, a.k.a. One, a.k.a. Good Gas. We got a lot of branding going on here. Yeah, a whole lot of branding, man. I love it. Yeah, the list goes on. It's fun. Can you have What's a going on, man? quick synopsis of who you are and what you do? Word. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, so, yeah, like like the man here said, first of all, appreciate you having me on. Appreciate it big time. Um, You're a great guy. So, I'm Marcelo, a.k.a. Jerome B. I'm from Somerville. Lived here my whole life. Uh, I'm an artist and an educator. I've been making rap music for... I'm on my, it's going on seven years now, um, and I've been, you know, doing a lot of other stuff as well, like helping with uh, Abu with Balance, which is an arts collective that we created. Uh, we really started doing stuff back in 2016, but we officially became Balance in 2017. 2017, right? I think. Yeah. Sophomore year, 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah 2017. Mm-hmm. Lose count, lose track sometimes. Um, I know we're old, man. Yeah, man, old dude's crazy. New decade, but yeah, man. Um, and I'm also a teacher. Uh, I've been teaching for well, this is my first full time gig since September. Uh, well, technically August. 
and crazy story real quick. Or do you want to tell that story? You should tell it, dude. Yeah, I'm going to tell that. Just a good segue. Yeah, so I'm chilling. So I've known who this guy is for a while because like, I've peeped the podcast. I'm a fan. And, of course, me and Abu have been making art together for mad long now. Um, and so I'm chilling at Somerville High. I'm the media teacher. Um, so I teach TV media production and film studies. What software do they teach uh, We're doing Final Cut right now, but I'm trying to slowly transition to Premiere. Dude, Final um, Cut's the shit, bro. Okay, word, yeah. Final Cut's mad, straightforward, and like... You can it, get so much accomplished with it. And, and the goal is, done. yo, yeah, like, the goal is, done. can you make an incredible video? Exactly, yeah. Um, and especially with this being a high school elective, you know, I'm not pressuring them to be creating some next level wild production, but um, I'm trying to give them the tools so that if they're into it, they can, you know, become whatever they want with that and create mm-hmm. whatever they want with that. Um, it's all about giving the tools, bro. Anyway, so I'm I'm chilling. I think that there's another class being taught in my room or I'm just on a break and I get a call in my classroom and it's it's Connor on the phone and I recognize his voice just from the podcast and stuff. And um, he's like, hey, uh, is this the media guy at Summer High School? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is me. And he's like, uh, I was wondering if you have any, like, you know, are there any students who'd be trying to help out, you know, get some experience. So he's helping out the youth as well, um, but trying to get some more help. And um, and I was like, damn, like, sorry, man. Like, now nah, these kids, uh, mostly, like, they're not available. But, like, yo, what up? I, like, know who you are. And I'm boys with Abu. So it's a small ass world, dude. I love when that happens. It's so sick. I think what I said, I was like, yo, do you have any like Michael Bay stud in your class? And you're like, yo, bro, honestly, I don't think so, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's It's just hard because like I'm still figuring out this whole teaching world. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a whole different um, ball game in a sense. Um, There are a lot of parallels with being an artist. And doing these events where you're kind of helping, um, helping other artists or like trying to collaborate with other artists, um, and so it was just like I'm still feeling it out. Um, Is it weird for you because like in your music, you're very just unfiltered, next rated, and then like mm-hmm. you have to be like really polished in an academic setting. Nah, it's it's funny because. Well, first of all, like, yeah, I, there have been a few videos or like a couple of videos where I'm not as comfortable sharing. Um, like the one with the cake like and stuff? In the Yo, bodega. no, no, no. Hold up. I legit <laughs> played those, that video for my classes. Like, yeah, I yeah. Does up the superintendent know that, bro? Played it. Nah, man. We're, we're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Um, so, yo, so I have the liberty as the media, the TV media teacher. Like, I think it's really important that students know that their their teachers are doing the stuff they're teaching as their own pursuit and passion and something that they wholeheartedly are invested in along with teaching. So like, was it a little bit questionable playing that particular one? Slightly, maybe. But they, they were vibing with <laughs> it's it. It's a fire video, bro. And thank you, man. I appreciate that. They were vibing with it. And, you know, I think that it's important. I think it's just important that they, they understand teachers aren't just like, this is what they do. This is their lives. Well, you're probably like the young, cool teacher right now, though. Yeah. I mean, I'll attest to the young. I'll let other people say cool. But yeah, bro, it's trippy because like um, I graduated, me and Abu graduated 2018. So we're two years out. I'm still 23. Um, but here I am. Do, I, do you have I'm a... co-workers with all my teachers from high school. 
Were you a good so student? Like going to social hours and stuff. Oh. That's a trip. That's mad funny. Uh, what'd you say? Were you like a good student at some real high? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't you were, like you weren't a, like disrespectful any of the teachers nah, you work nah, with nah, now. Nah. I was, I was a little bit. Um, I was hyper and like I was always kind of like a little all over the place. But I got good grades and I was always respectful. Both of my parents have been teachers their whole lives. They're so at like, some real high too. No, no. Actually, yeah, yo, my dad's a part-time sub. At Somerville High. Oh my God! I got a. F- I woke up to last uh, Tuesday morning two weeks ago because I just had February break. Shout out high school and school <laughs> for breaks, amongst many other things. February break in February mass. Break and mass. You get April too. And April, bro. Come on. That's fine. And summer. Come on. But yeah. Dude, and Christmas. And bro. yeah, come on now. Um, so yeah, but my I woke up Tuesday with a fever out of nowhere. It was it was tragic, but. I was like mad sick, and so my dad was my sub in my classroom. What are the odds? At Somerville High, so weird, dude. Like, <laughs> Did they treat him respectfully? Yeah, I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything bad. But excuse me. I mean, he's there have been kids who wild out in his other classes, but I don't know. The kids would not, you know, mess around with my pops. Like that'd be mad disrespectful to me. Well, dude, we like, used to How you about torment. to come at my my creator? Bro, people are ruthless towards subs, though. They are, yeah. And, you know, I tell him, I'm like, yo, you can't, you know, it's not you. Like, it's just your role. It's just kind of the, the dynamic, you know what I'm saying? Can't take it personally, You're just walking bro. into it, man. You're just walking into it, like, exactly. Hey, uh, real quick, I think, was that my phone that blinked twice? I just want to make sure my shit's off. I don't know, mate. I don't know. What? It's probably mine. I'll shut it off. Um, My fault. Yeah, but yo, he's been doing that. Like, yo, he was a substitute in Boston when um, schools were being integrated, uh, when schools were being, kids were being bused to other schools. So, like, he saw, like, a lot of shit being a sub in Boston. Just, like, oh, mad visceral. Dude, busing, mad was visceral like racism. Yeah, 70s. Just, like, Boston, typical Boston, just, like, heavy racist bullshit, like... When was that period in Boston where everyone's um, like, yo, there was a like an iconic racist period? I mean, you know how like there's this underlying theme that Boston is like some sort of a racist city. Yeah, I think it's been a general undertone for a very long time. Like, I don't think that there's. I think it's just kind of been throughout, um, and obviously, as I mean, my my identity is like a little bit ambiguous. I'm Cuban American, so. I'm very much white passing, but I identify as a person of color, and that's complicated, and that's a conversation I'm happy to have. But, like, as someone who obviously has not experienced discrimination, based on my my appearance, like, I can't really attest to the day-to-day feeling of it, but it's something that's been historic, Boston's been historically known for. Like, even at sports games, I mean, just at, um, like, at Fenway, um, Bill Russell, the GOAT, the technically GOAT if we're counting by, you know, rings, rings and chips, he had a mad complicated relationship with Boston because like he was a very politically socially active guy and there was a lot of tension between him and the fans even though he was like their best player ever um and then obviously Fenway as recently as like, you remember that like what was it, like a few years ago but i feel like things like that will happen sometimes and like oh well i told you they were always racist you know um, what i'm saying yeah yeah um it's you know it's so I mean, there's a history so you know i we're We've come away, but we've come some way. But obviously, there's always, always more to go. Um, but yeah, my pops has been there for like you know he's seen all all that. So what does that mean? Shout him out when you say I'm white passing. Does that, does that mean like I pass as white? 
Yeah, like I, if you look at me, you would never guess in a bajillion years that like my first language was Spanish and that I speak fluent Spanish. And unless you heard the music, I yeah yeah true 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 for sure. Um, I've always been using Spanish words in the music. Um, slowly figuring out how to use it a little more uh, cohesively and not kind of like jamming it in there. I never like forced it, but over time, naturally with any expression, you just get more fluid and fluent with it over time. Um, so yeah, white passing is just like I don't I can't attest to or talk on discrimination um because of the privilege that comes with the color of my skin, but I also have a history and a family history that is much more colorful than than um than how I appear and that's you know that's just something that I I am aware of and it's been a something that I've been, you know, uh, exploring and like figuring out more about just having gone to college at Brandeis and meeting a lot of pe- dope people there um, and just growing, man, you know, just growing. What, what is the Spanish, the Cuban population like in Somerville specifically? Because I know there's a big ass Brazilian population. Cuban? It's non existent. There's no like, there's no Cuban community here. There's mad Brazilians, Salvadorans, Hondurans, Haitians. Um, yeah, a lot of different, a lot of different ethnicities uh, immigrated here for sure. But like no Cuban, nah, not really. My parents, nah. My mom. How long has your family been in the city? Came here on some crazy universal lining shit. But um, what do you mean? It's a story, bro. But I guess this is what the point of this. That's yeah. what podcasts are about. I'm all about the but, stories. But if to answer your first question, my pops has been in Somerville since the seventies. Uh, late seventies. So after the bus, and he was like, "Dude, Boston's crazy." <laughs> <I gotta laughs> no, no, no. I think else. he was actually. I think he was already living in Somerville. He was just working in Boston. Oh, okay. Nah. So yeah, he's been here for a minute. And then my mom came here in ninety or ninety one from Cuba. So she was she was born and raised in Havana, and then came here. Whoa! How'd she make it out? Um, my dad. My they got married. My parents got married in Havana, Cuba. Havana's the capital of Cuba. Damn. So that dude's like Zorro, bro. He really yeah. went in there and saved there. That's crazy dip. to say that because I've been <laughs> obsessed with Zorro. Well, not anymore, but like as a child, I was obsessed. It's a fire ass movie with Zorro and just character and persona and sauce. Like he's a sauce monster, dog. He's Banderas, baby. Banderas, bro. Bands, bands. Um, but yeah, Zorro. Shout out Zorro. I put that my most popular song, uh, so so. It's uh, produced by. Big Fresh. Hey, dude. I put it in like 30 of our bang, videos. Bang. Yeah, good looks for using that for the promo. 100%. Appreciate that. Fire. Appreciate Complimented that, man. it perfectly. Word, word. Um, but yeah, there's a Zorro line in there. Just what what like, was it? Uh, siento como Zorro finna adizzy, adizzy. What does that so, mean? Siento como just means I feel like. And then adizzy. In the song, I'm talking about like sleeping, but Zorro's signature, Zorro's signature is like Z with the sword. Wherever he like does some work or does a deed, yeah, on the door he'll just lay out a Z. So siento como Zorro finna add a Z, like I'm finna trying add to get Z. some sleep, yeah, yeah. But it just That's, sounds way more sounds fire. Yeah, it sounds more saucy. Like you got to try to find uh, like fun ways to just say some simple stuff sometimes. So how when you were like, all right, I'm gonna become an artist. How important was it for you to be like? totally transparent about your nationality and actually before you even answer that i think you're one of few artists that i know that really at least out here are like really champion where you're from like why is that so important for you Mm. Mm. um those are two really good questions what was the first one we'll get to that one after okay okay cool cool cool. 
why summer why am i so like adamant about repping um it's in everything you do bro yeah 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 word you I'm shoot all you like you only through, film like in the city yeah i mainly only shoot in somerville and i feel kind of funky when i do it anywhere else yeah you hate but, cambridge we get it bro no bro <laughs> relax i never said that never said that but being from somerville there's like always just kind of been this natural comparison uh, that any cities do in you know in in a great in the greater area of any urban center like greater boston mm-hmm. in particular but yeah cambridge especially in medford medford's like our yankees local rival like serious rival but Bro, they got, been... never got nothing on some of the big dog well yeah that's yeah that goes without saying no, i'm no, just playing no. i'm not playing at all sorry <laughs> but but um no with somerville always having been more of a working class city historically in summer and cambridge has always had more bread um there's just kind of always been that you know underdog thing about it excuse me it's ginger man um but yeah so anyways somerville like it's a very unique city man it's very unique and there's a lot of history there that um a lot of people don't know about and just all the opportunities i've had in life have come in some way through living in Somerville, being part of the community here, um, meeting new people and learning from other people. Uh, And so I kind of just feel like it's super important to just hype up what gives you what you have. It's mad important. Um, And so, yeah, like I have met, I have a few random facts that I always whip out about the Ville. I won't go through all of them, but Obama lived here on Broadway for his entirety of his time as a student at Harvard Law. On, uh, yeah, he was just in. How did he get to Harvard? He was just take the tea every day. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a pretty straight shot. It's not bad. I think you would probably just take the eighty nine. Assuming the lines were the same, I don't know. But um, eighty nine to to down Broadway and go to day get to Davis. Yeah, but I don't even know the history of the stations that well to be totally real with you. Um, but yeah, so that's that's a random thing that I'm always proud of because you know it's a little weird. Obama's a legend. <laughs> Obama's a legend, bro. And the guy who lives in his apartment now doesn't fuck with politicians at all. Like, he doesn't ever vote. All politicians are crooks. Like, he just hate. I just love those kind of ironies, man. But, yeah, I'm like a kind of a – I'm a little bit uh, – sometimes I'm worried I'm too in, the, in people's faces, like Somerville. But I'm the same way, though, bro. Like, I'm really proud to do everything out of Boston. Like, I, I mean, again, we are in Somerville. But I'm totally proud to rep the city. Yeah, yeah, I facts. love it, dude. Facts. I love the fact there's no mold to do anything here, and like you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, there's less of a, there's a little bit less of a pressure, and a. And it's like, yo, you have to apply the pressure on yourself, but like, yeah, there's, because there's less of a history here, we do kind of have that freedom to a massive build our bro. own momentum, and that's and that's part of the thing. So I'm glad, like, exactly. So by repping Somerville mad hard. I'm just trying to show people from Somerville, but also just anyone from their own city to just be proud of where you're from. No matter what. I mean, granted, if you're like forced to leave for whatever reason, like gentrification, it's different. But I know people who've had to leave Somerville that still rep Somerville mad hard no matter where they go. But like no matter where you're from, if it's been, if it's given you mad hardships, it's treated you badly, that still has been a huge factor in making you who and what you are, not what you have to be or what you can or like all you can be, but it brings you to where you are. And that is a huge part of showing you where to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
it's you don't really get to choose where you grow up, man. You don't. You really don't. Uh, Unless so. you're just like a stud when you're eight and you're like mad smart. You're like, yo, bro, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like go you, rent a spot up the street. <laughs> or you just got some crazy talent or like you just blow up because. Or you're like Macaulay Culkin. And you're like, yo, I got the bag, bro. Yeah, exactly. If you be, you know, you're famous as a child or in 2020, you can blow up overnight just by doing one dope thing. Well, TikTok. Um, TikTok now is crazy, yo. Like, all these high school kids. I could see your like, songs clicking on TikTok, TikTok, dude. Yeah, yeah. I've, I, I'm slacking on that. I, I want to make one, but I don't know. It's just like another thing to maintain. I have a Twitter. I literally never, ever use it. And I've made multiple Twitters over a very long span of time. It just never sticks. I'm always You're on, on IG. IG, though, yeah. Yeah, I'm very much on IG. I just don't, I don't know. It's hard to be like maintaining all these channels, bro. It's, it's a lot. I know. I mean, yeah, you're the last person I got to tell, bro. You got to uh, see the bags under my ass, bro. Yo, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that's a very important. Hey, but, you know, sometimes it's good to have a little bit of a sign of the work, right? I mean, I would I would go without them too, but. Nah, you don't want you don't want all that, bro. You don't want all that. Hey, so. The grind don't stop. Well. Because the shine going to pop. So do you ever feel like you exhaust all your resources in the city? Or, like, do you ever have a desire to, like, make I mean, you're an artist, so I'm sure you want to grow things like on a bigger level. Yeah, always on a bigger level. Um, but I think that for me, a big part of that growth is in that foundation. Because when you think about, like, you think about a plant, right? It's in order for it to shoot up out the dirt, those roots have to be super hydrated and strong. And so, by being so heavily about Somerville. And through that, being heavy about community and building real community, um, I think that that bigger picture, like that bigger growth is coming very, like it's just going to organically come through because we've been putting in that groundwork for dumb long now. I'm looking at Abu because it's crazy, bro. Like, um, well, actually, we did the first one. It was much more like DIY uh, in 2016. Um, When you say one... Can you just oh, elaborate sorry, on what that right. is? Of course, of course, yeah. Um, so one is an annual art showcase for greater Boston and Boston artists, musicians, to perform um, you know, a set. And so we've had four annual volumes of one. The first one was in... Tw- See, that's my favorite thing, because I can say the first one, and it was literally the first one. One. But like I can that's say that... That's what they call a double... What? Entendre. Ah, bars. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's exactly. Go, let's go. We got the one double. I'm smart. I went, I went to college too. I went to college too. A one double before 12. Um, no, not true. Okay. Well, fuck, are, okay. Are, are we anti popo too? No, no, no. I'm not anti like every popo, but like, uh, that's damn, that's a whole nother conversation. But before we get into Wait, if, can I also say one more thing? Into, Just yeah. so you know, this is coincidental. Tomorrow I do have uh, Joe Curtitoni coming back up. Oh, word, word, word. Just so you know. Hey, yo, he's a great mayor, man. Like, I'm not going to. That guy's got a motor, man. Yo, yeah, he's wild. He's like, he's been putting in work for dumb long now. Um, but. You want to run a people's campaign against him? Nah, no, no, no. <laughs> a no, no, a no, grassroots. I won't, I won't do that. But I am voting Bernie Sanders, if that matters to any of you. Why? Uh, why? Because there has never been a politician that I can think of in my lifetime or even in like, you know, the generation before me that the generation before me that is has been saying the same exact things 
protecting the people for 40 years, um, for more than 40 years. And it's inspiring to see in a, because the political landscape is mostly about catering. Uh, even great politicians like, you know, Obama was one of the, in my opinion, one of the better presidents we've had historically, but he also had major faults. Like, obviously, he deported the most people out of any president, right? That's bad. Um, so politicians are never perfect. But Bernie has never cared about being perfect, and he's not perfect, um, but he's been protecting and fighting for the people, the poor people, the working class, the middle class people for 40 years. And I, and I have full faith in him for that obviously there are specific policy policies that i could i can name a few that i'm a very big fan of as well but um on a basis level that's that's what gives me that gut faith and and uh encouragement to vote for him do you ever worry about his age no i do not worry about his age um i understand that whole heart attack thing and that was you know that's a fair scare <laughs> that's, um, that's, that's a very pretty, that's a pretty tough l bro it's a very valid reason to be worried about him being president um but he does more uh and let me say this with an asterisk because there's a chance that this is not true, but I've heard that he has done more campaigning, uh, more speeches uh, than any other candidate. He is constantly meeting people and talking to huge crowds of people on a daily basis, flying everywhere. And that's another critique people have of him, like, um, why are you flying in these private planes when you're for the people? Again, Another thing, politicians aren't perfect. You got to get everywhere if you're gonna touch touch base. I mean, if you're selling um, something nationwide, dog, you got to yeah, fly across come on, the country. Yeah, bro, we're not on buses out here. You're trying to be president. It'll take years. Um, exactly, and we don't got years. We don't even have months at this point, bro. We, we got, got, got like seven seven. I months. mean, I'm, yeah, we have months. I know, but I'm saying it's just like boom. Well, Massachusetts be, is next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. Did you do it? You already did a, a pre-vote, or did, are you going no, no, next no, Tuesday? I, I know I'm going next Tuesday. Um, I want to knock on. I'm gonna knock on some knock on some doors this weekend. Um, no in, way, in really? Somerville. You're this pumped. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I mean, I think it's really important, and I I'm not gonna act like I'm a political like a political servant. Like I'm not constantly out here doing a lot of like grassroots campaigning for him. But um, you know, anything helps, and I think that just the act of getting out there and meeting other people in Somerville or wherever you are. I think that's community building in itself and like trying to connect or hear viewpoints of people who might not agree with you um, or have more, you know, layered, uh, different layers. Uh, it's very, it's healthy to unravel those with them and like try to find out why they're thinking what they're thinking. Can you, because I personally don't know, but yeah, what type of, mind you, I'm a, like I just pride myself on working like a psycho, and so good, good. And, but so I sometimes, that. so I sometimes worry that. about like if some of those policies will provide a disadvantage for the hardest worker. Mm, okay, understood, understood. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, I understand. I like, understand. I, let's say I'm working my ass off, but then does that mean I'm like I have to throw everybody else alley oops who's being lazy? Is mm, that what that means? Mm. No, that's not what that means. Um, it's it, it's complicated, obviously. You know what I'm saying, right? First of all, yeah. And I don't think this is it's uh it's more of like this in itself could be a podcast series, like talking about how many different um, factors go into like why politicians um, make the decisions they make, um, who's affected, but 
ultimately it comes down to how much um, support you think there should be for the average working class person. And I'm not saying you're against that at all, but I'm saying Bernie's, one of Bernie's biggest things is a $15 minimum wage. That's huge for anyone that's working because if you have a job, then you're not lazy. And I I just think that like flat out period, if you are going out of your way to get a job, you got to clock in, you might hate that shit and it might make you miserable, but you know you need that money to support your family, pay back loans, whatever's going on in life, medical bills, um, you're out there making your money. And it's n- and in most places, it's not enough money. So $15 is not enough in Boston, big talk. I agree with that. But you have to start somewhere, dude. Like you, How, like, what, What's minimum wage in Boston I actually right don't know off the top of my head. Catherine, would you mind looking that up on your phone? Yeah, word. Um, and again, like that's something I feel like I should know. But... That has to change. That's one thing. Like someone getting a few extra bucks, that's not going to hurt someone who's grinding mad hours. And you also, because you also have to remember, like they're also grinding a lot of hours themselves. They're just doing less uh, appealing or attractive or, you know, advanced work. Um, But they're doing work that is providing for them and their people. And so tax, the next question is, do, and I think that based, based on how we feel about it, I think we differ in this view and that's okay. That's what it's for. Uh, I do think that people who make, you know, tens and hundreds of millions of dollars should be contributing more money in their taxes to support um, causes and, and policies that are going to be supporting people who have historically had less money from the get-go dude like people dude dude i don't know enough to have a stance so don't worry okay word and and i want to also say to that that i there's so much that i don't know um and and that sometimes can be like limiting because we're scared of being wrong i just don't i honestly literally don't know enough okay word and that's an important thing to say like that's dude i love you I love you too, dog. And that's valid as fuck to like say that you don't know enough. And that's something that most people have too much pride to say. Um, and there's there's a lot that I need to know that I don't know. Well, don't you think it's but, just interesting because like me and you are the same age. Well, I'm actually, when do you turn 24? May 4th. Yeah, so I'm a couple months older than you. Lit. You're, oh, it's coming up real soon then. No, no. I, I, turned, I turned 24 in December. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, cool. I thought you meant like it's come. you're not working. I don't think a majority of people our age have made uh, enough of a bag yet where, like, they can have a real fiscal stance. You know what I'm saying? You really just started making money. Yeah. Um, but so I think, like, the biggest thing for me about my, like, what I, why I'm so communal-based in everything I do is because I think that before the money is there, there has to be the the belief or the philosophy because then once if there is no philosophy and then the money comes in you don't even have there's no um you don't have your steps of what you plan to do or where you want to put the money right i agree right so like i don't think that we should be basing or or like defining our stances on money based on how much we have because like think about the tens of millions of people who have 
never had the privilege or foundation to have that wealth in the first place. Like the amount of people starting at grounds at, at you know, level zero who have to build up from nothing, they had that vision or like they knew they needed to make money. Um, however much it is, whether you're talking enough to feed your family or, you know, if you want to like feed your family's 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 family, but like you need to know what you're standing for. So I think that like before the money ever comes, you just have to, um, believe in like what people and what causes need that money. And that's going back to Bernie. Like, that's why he has my vote. I voted for him in 2016 over Hillary. Of course I voted for... Sorry, I shouldn't be saying of course, but I'm just saying for my own sake. Yeah, I, I respect, um, I respect opinions, but you know, uh, voted for Hillary in 2016. But I'm voting for Bernie again um, because he cares, man. He cares about every last person, and I've never just felt that gut react, that gut reaction to to a candidate before. Um, and so I got, I'm, I'm running with that, and. You know, I'm always open to hearing. Like, there are people who know more, there know things about Bernie's history as a senator that I don't, um, that I need to know more. Um, but you know, he's it's a it's a constant process, you know, of learning. You know what I mean? It's also a trendy campaign for kids our age. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, definitely. I mean, I'm sure a major part of his demographic is kids our age, right? Mm-hmm. Just it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Big Fresh, what do you think about the Sanders campaign? Um, I think, like, I've kind of said this previously, but, like, I was, like, uh, very big on Andrew Yang. and uh, I know. In the we ran the Yang episode. Yeah. But, <laughs> it was um, great, dude. Yeah. But um, I think also, like, Bernie definitely comes in at, like, a close second just because of the... Um, obviously I'm not like familiar with all of his policies, but the big ones are, you know, like the tax reforms and the student debt crisis. And so those personally are two things that kind of resonate heavily with me. So I, I like wholeheartedly support Bernie at this point. And I think it's cool that him and Andrew Yang were like pretty tight. So I think no matter. You're pumped about the bromance. Yeah. So I think that's definitely going to lead to somewhere if, and, um, maybe when Bernie wins, you know. Yeah. What about Catherine? Who's popular or like um, BU right now? Like, who do, does everyone love Bernie? I honestly like couldn't tell you enough because I'm not from here. So mm. I know more real. about the Canadian system yeah, yeah, than yeah. the That's US. So I know what you're saying. But uh, on campus, stuff. like, I feel like, yeah, a lot of people are like Bernie. I feel like because a lot of like he's targeting more like younger people, mm-hmm. especially with like the student debt thing. And yeah. Who's yeah. got the most pop in social media campaign right now? Because I know you're heavy on the IG. I don't know. Don't lie, I don't, I no I clue, don't like, know. Enough. I only really, yeah, I only follow Bernie. So it'd be no, Bloomberg's got that popping campaign, bro. bro. I don't even Everywhere. know. No, 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 bro. Fuck so Bloomberg, bro. bro. Sorry, fuck Bloomberg. Bro, he's killing on the social. I know, I know, I know. He is. He is. He's like, yo, let me throw racks at you to post. Like that's crazy to me, dude. Like, oh man, that's not. Is mad smart. It is mad smart, but like again, I'm. Excuse me. I think that one thing about me that I don't need to work on, but I need to be like aware of more so is like I'm a very passionate person and principled to the point of like stubbornness. Sorry, principled to the point of stubbornness sometimes. And so when I think of this billionaire, like very, very rich man, for a man who's running for president, 
to be willing to give people $2,500 for social media support when he could be doing anything with that money. He could be giving that money to anyone. And again, I don't know about his philanthropic history or or how many uh, organizations he gives money to on a consistent basis. But if you add up all the people that he's willing to throw this throw this at because he's desperate to have a chance at being the Democratic nominee, that in itself is exactly why he should not be president. Like, do you, can you, I could think of so many things that millions of people in America could do right now with $2,500. I could think of the amount of water you could buy and send to Flint, Michigan, which after almost a decade is still fucked. Like they can't drink water, clean water there. Like those are the things I'm talking about, bro. Like that's a basic human right that is that this money's just being thrown in the opposite direction of. And like that's the kind of stuff that I get like mad uh, passionate about. And like I need to, I need to tone it down sometimes. Well, maybe his rationale is maybe I'll spend this money to get to president so I can make a bigger impact. Uh, I don't know, man. Again, like I've seen a meme, mad funny meme, that was like a MAGA hat. MAGA? MAGA? I don't know how you say it. MAGA! MAGA or MAGA? It doesn't matter. Fuck it. Either way. But <laughs> it's a blue MAGA hat. And it's like uh, Bloomberg be like, <laughs> and it's just a blue MAGA hat. It's, bro, they're like, very smart. they're best friends. Like they've been best friends for decades. I don't know about best friends. They've been boys for mad long. He supported a bunch of like sus racist shit, like stop and frisk. I mean, like, again, I'm just like saying things that are like uh, mostly I've learned just being tapped into social media. And like I'm I'm working on trying to diversify my news outlets because um, I'm about to be teaching a news literacy class. Um no, you should just listen the to the Institute podcast. of Contemporary Art. Yeah, uh, just podcasts. The most transparent. Yo, media you're there right. Is. You're right, though. Pro- podcasts are like a really good way to consume consume media for sure, and information, news, and information. Shout out Golden Deer. Can I ask you a question though? Is, that's what I'm here for, baby. Dude, that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have no desire to ever make bread? Like ever make big money? That doesn't matter to you. Um, no, not at all. I have no. Um, no emphasis on a day-to-day basis of that um, because I believe that by doing everything that I'm doing in my life, everything I'm doing is because I'm like innately passionate about it or like something calls to me and I just, I, I kind of get obsessed with it and follow that trail. I think that because I'm so in touch with like this is going to sound on some spacey shit, but I very much do believe in the universe and how things align. And there are so many little signs in life on a day-to-day basis. Bro, I know. Yeah. And it's all, it's, it's all there. And it's in a lot of factors. It's about how you're raised. It's about um, how many, you know, amenities and, and like, or like comforts you've had in life or struggles. But if you can see those signs, like things just fall into place, man. And I and I'll tell my origin story at some point tonight. Sorry, I'm like fidgeting so much. You see that um, that uh, what's that interview with Young Thug? Why am I forgetting? No Jumper. Have, did you see the No Jumper interview with Young Thug in the like trailer? Trailer, yeah. That was like Bruh, the worst quality the interview comment, I've ever. Seen. Yeah, it was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> but the comments are solely focused on 
literally young thug for like 30 minutes is just doing this for like he doesn't stop the entire interview it's mad awkward you probably had a wool sweater he was tweaking so hard bro (laughs) anyways i'm not tweaking right now i just get mad fidgety because like a very hyper kid but yo bro me too yeah word (laughs) you see you've got the composure down that's what i'm working on a little bit inside i'm dying yeah yeah (laughs) facts facts um where were we though we were talking about universe blah 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 yeah 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 so I asked you if you cared money, about being rich. The money. So I think that by doing all these things, I think the money will come if it's meant to come. I have a, you know, I'm blessed to have a full-time salary job teaching at Summerville High School where I graduated from. It's crazy. The classes I'm teaching, I'm teaching in the room where I took the class. Like it's the same room. All the computers are the same as when I was the student. Deja vu. There, bruh, exactly. I have a new song that I, it's coming out on the next, uh, on one of my next albums. It's uh, every day more like deja vu. Probably come down to the way I move. Not a lot of y'all see the way I see. It's about more than the guala how pay off, fool. See what I'm saying? Whoa. That's crazy that that was relevant to what the fuck we're talking about. I didn't even realize that until I said it. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> It, yeah, every day I just more had like, deja vu. Yeah, right, right, yeah. We're um, in the simulation. Ask Big Fresh. We are. Big Fresh, bro. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have, I have so much faith in the fact that like by just doing all this shit that I care about, bags are just gonna keep coming in, and and I would do them for free, bro. Like, um, so I'm the announcer for the um, so side thing. Like my biggest passion in life, my single biggest love. Can I guess? You're not gonna guess it, but go ahead. I unless, I, unless Abu like filled you in. Um, well, I'm gonna guess two things. One, soccer. Ah, yeah, he knew it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was your second guess though? Look at that, one for one. I, it Golden. Doesn't, it doesn't matter now. One hundred percent. All right, you're gonna tell me after one take we're done filming. Hey, um, yeah, soccer, dude. So, um, so I've been watching it. I started when I was eight, and um. I've also always been obsessed with accents. So I think like, at least in the beginning, like the English commentary was like a big thing for me too, in addition to the whole sport, obviously. Andy Gray. Well, what yeah. is it in FIFA? What are the names? It is Martin Tyler and Andy Gray. And, and, and Clyde. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Clyde Shelby or something. Yeah. Like I'm not sure. But so like soccer, right? Yeah, so I played for Somerville High, passionate about it. So I'm now the announcer for the Somerville High School, the boys and girls, the cable television they film the games, so I'm like the play-by-play guy for you know all 80 minutes of the games. Yeah, you're really on that guerrilla marketing. So like that's <laughs> word. So like that's you know again that's a side bag that I would do for free completely. Mm-hmm. But because I'm in the community and because I have a deep history and love for the sport, you know it came to me, and that's you know I'm not making like mad money off it obviously, but that's a bag. Um, I'm coaching an elementary school soccer team here in Somerville. Um, you better get those boys in line. Shout out West Somerville <laughs> and the Kennedy. Get those boys in line. Um, mad trippy. Like, yo, this is why I love Somerville. Yesterday I was playing pickup around the corner from my crib, and one of my players was playing pickup. So I was playing against my player in this pickup soccer team. You were playing eighth, like some 10 year olds in the grade. park, bro. He's in eighth grade. <laughs> you were getting dusted by some eighth <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> He was the youngest kid. By like, like, get out of here, old man. Imagine, yeah, that'd be hilarious. No, nah, that'd be that'd be sketch. <laughs> um, nah, he's see. That's like I'm proud of this kid because he's like the youngest kid by like four or five years. Um, he was just balling. But like that's the that's those are like little reasons why Somerville's dope, man. But like that's a bag coaching, you know. And I would do that for free. Don't take any of this, you know. Don't don't hold me accountable for this stuff. But um, you know, I uh, 
but it's it's amazing, bro. So like, just because I'm doing things I love in my community, I'm quite literally getting rewarded for it. But it's not about the money ever for me. And like, I totally respect people who are more money driven. I just ask you, whoever you are, to not forget about the people who don't have that money. Um, well, so sometimes this is just me being very honest. Like, yeah, I've a. Uh, I realized I was born with certain skill sets. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like I can I'll be able to make a lot of shit happen, bro, just cuz I have certain skills. And so I sometimes feel obligated down the line to run the numbers up so I can put other people in positions. You know what very, I'm saying? Very, yeah, thanks. And so that's one reason why I I'd like to be wealthy cuz I'm like, yo, I could put other people in positions that they probably would never have an opportunity to do beforehand. Yeah. You know and what I'm saying? And that's an example of yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um yeah, I say the people with less money like, yes, I was thinking like more immediately like with the the food drive thing for one. You were thinking people who are dead broke. Yeah, dead broke or like or like need that foundation that you're talking about or like that uplifting that you're talking about. But that's another example of like that's mad good use of your position which you earned because you have an intuitive ability to grind and and most people or a lot of people aren't born with that like that inner fire to just constantly be busy like if you're not doing something you're like yo what am i doing right now i'm, I'm sure you like, have that though as yeah, a, as an ADHD yeah boy. I do, man i don't know man like i always felt like i had adhd oh bro you're off the rocket dog yeah bro and like <laughs> takes and, one to know one dog yeah, trust yeah, me you got facts, the sauce facts, boy words, sauce monsters sauce <laughs> yes. monsters um, but yeah, so I think that by always being occupied or preoccupied, that's the only way that I'm able to like keep that shit relatively calm, you know, like on a, on a leash or. So you, in your life, in like you'll never say like, yo, I want to be rich. That will never happen to you. Uh, it's very American dude to be like, to be rich, well, to, no. to, to aspire to that. You mean? To aspire for financial wealth, bro. I think- you, you, bro. I, yeah, I'm so hip. Um, I'm so hip, man. It's it kills me. It really pains me. Again, like another reason. I'm sorry. This I really did not plan. For, I know you had a Yang, uh, excuse me, spokesperson on here the other week. That was dope. She was great. Yeah, she was dope. Um, we were in here for like two hours. So I don't mean to be another. Like, I'm not a Bernie, bro. But you know, the themes of what I care about constantly go back to this guy because of what he stands for like he's saying you know like um people with all this money have never had to chip in at all like a little bit more um and i'll say this i understand completely why people are so protective of their money i understand it and it's heavily because it's rooted in this capitalism that you were just talking about the american standard of financial wealth that is something that is at the heart of this country like from day one um and like getting other people to do the work for them so that they could build faster properties and you know ownership and right like it's it's from it's in the root um and so what bernie's doing is digging up the roots and it's not just him there have been countless people over you know a very long time that have been doing this work but i say this because he's now has a platform where he can really be that the person that's the catalyst for that for that movement but the re another reason i'm so like adamant about that money thing is um 
is you know the so where I come where my parents my parents' story is crazy, but having visited Cuba my whole life and seeing it's like nineteen um, fifties down there, right? Yeah, it is true what they say that it is kind of like a like a time capsule. It really is like that. Can you elaborate on why that is? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a few reasons, but the first reason is communism. Um, well, no, can you elaborate on what I pretty much what I've heard is Cuba is they had the embargo, so they couldn't get any spring. They couldn't get anything traded to them. And so they, oh, yeah, all yeah, they yeah. had is like old cars from the 1950s. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, believe me, believe me. I'm, I'm going to get there quickly. But the embargo was because of communism. Like, so because Cuba is a communist country, is a communist country, um, there was that huge hatred or rivalry between the United States and Cuba. Rivalry is too, too uh, demean or like belittling of a word. But there was a huge political uh, feud Beef. between them. Beef, thank you. Like, that's the best word possible. Beef. Carne. Exactly. Carne. <laughs> yo, 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 you know, uh, yo fui a la tienda de pelo corto, no puedo de Waltham. Y mi barbero es dominicano, so todos tiempos yo fui a la tienda. Ah. Yo aprendí una nueva palabra. Oye, escucha. <laughs> okay, y okay. Una nueva palabra ayer es, uh, es, uh, cuello? Cuellos. Oh, yeah, Cue yeah, yeah, word. Cuellos. Sweater, yeah. Y, no, no, no. Oh, sorry, a collar? Collar. Yeah, my bad. So, yo, tú trabajo, trabajas en una cuello azul por su trabajo. ¿Sí? In a... <laughs> okay, I see Te what you're gusta. saying. Te gusta. Ah, sí, me gusta, me gusta. No, blue collar. What, what I said is, he, in Spanish, I said he works a blue collar job. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Unfortunately, like, I am getting... Um, paid a, a, you know somewhat relatively well for a, for a teacher um very blessed of that to have that um but yeah teaching that's another thing um you know like teachers don't get paid enough man like for the amount of crazy shit they have to do you know i teach uh, fun i teach fun classes yeah, you get all the creative kids and so class. that's a good thing because it's an elective it's not high pressure they can be creative but for teachers who are teaching like the you know let me not say important but the core classes that you need to graduate um, that's more hard because you have to motivate them. You know what I mean? Well, bro, and I hated school. Young dog. age, I young hated age. school. Yeah, though. yeah, it's totally valid, dude. Totally valid. Um, and school's not built for like a lot of kids, bro. Like you, in, pro you probably got some problem kids in there, and those kids I'm, are gonna go on to be beasts. I'm blessed that I don't because it's all classes that are electives, and they generally are happy to be in these like low pressure environments. They're making. Fun stuff. So I don't, I don't have to deal with any disrespect or like, you know, serious, serious issues, thankfully. Um, <laughs> you never had a square upon a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. Hilarious. But fourth grade was crazy, bruh. So for, so I graduated 2018 undergrad and then. Um, you and Big Fresh. Together. Yes. Brandeis. What was that like? You guys bawling your eyes Brandeis? out? Brandeis? Oh, leaving? No, I was, leaving. I, was, I was happy to, happy to be done. Did, did you guys so look happy. at each other and go. Next step, Boston. Uh, yeah, yeah, not like exactly. <laughs> like Definitely that, but never like, were like <laughs> Boston. But you guys like high five. Like. In what we do, <laughs> in yeah, in what we've been doing, yeah, it's been slowly gravitating towards that for sure, man. Uh, it's all about it's all got to be organic. But what was Big Fresh like in in college? Big Fresh was killing it, man. Yeah, he was like he was always doing a bunch of things at once. Um, a creative genius, absolutely. You guys have any, um, like, wild stories together? Took, 
Uh, honestly, like, I mean, nothing like that crazy. Nothing yeah. that crazy. Brand, yeah. first of all, Brandeis is not yeah, yeah. a lit school. No, no, it's just fire. It's a fire school, in my opinion. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. No, no, no. I think it's a fire it's school. A cool and school, I'm, yeah. And like a lot of people would not agree with that. But um, in terms of just, you know, the things you can get out of it, it's a fire school. But if you went there to be like turned and go to it's like not Alabama. lit parties, it is not the place to be. Uh, definitely not. But I knew that going into it. So I wasn't like, oh, fuck, man. Like. So wet, like so wax, so lame. So you guys never um, had like a moment like freshman year where you got like too smacked up, and you guys were like in a McDonald's, like one, oh one yeah, we were crying. Yeah, we've uh, had moments like that, but I, yeah. I wouldn't even associate it with Brandeis really, like because it's in Waltham, and so it's not like it's gonna. It's typically not like in the heat of like some huge city center. You know what I mean? But you we guys going go to Boston. Downtown, yeah, yeah. we going to Boston and stuff. Like yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but Brandeis was cool, man. Like, one thing that was huge was that we got this. Um, so, my boy Avi uh, from Brandeis, he started this thing called Basement Records. Um, and it was a student run record label. And so I was VP of it. And so we got this, we got Brandeis to. There was this like dinky garbage studio in the basement floor of the library, just like a thin room with a microphone and a Mac desktop. And I spent so many hours in there, bro, like religiously. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I slept. No, I didn't sleep. I did the once. same shit. I brought, in my a, school, I brought a bro. pillow once because I was like, I'm going to sleep here, dog. But I never slept. I didn't sleep. I was like, my fucking. Late night in the stool. I was like, bro, my room's like a five minute walk. This is so pointless. <laughs> yeah. But like, I was there till like 6 a.m. or something. But yeah, bro. So like, they gave us money to rebuild the studio. Like, um, and so it's not like state of, you know, top, top grade. But it's free for me to use whenever. Um, and so, like, we record there, and, like, it's it's a nice-ass space. Um, so have you always been that dude who's just, like, wanted to be community-driven? I don't know if I've always been that guy, but I think that, like, yeah, I, th- I think in a way, yes. And I think that's because of, one, my mom being from Cuba, you know, like, Latino culture in general is very community-based from your immediate family to your extended family to, like, your neighborhood uh, to your city. Yeah, everyone's just mad, connected. People know each other. Um, There's a lot of love and, like, support there. And then my dad has been politically active his entire, you know, well, since, like, after college. Like, he's always been very politically active. Um, Like, you know, a lot of, not campaigning, but, like, you know, canvassing and, rallying and all that stuff i'm gonna sound brain dead but what is canvassing canvassing is like when you're going around like with a clipboard yeah or like you know um if you're like knocking on doors or like you're you're out in the community um educating spreading the good word spreading the good word educating talking with people like we were talking about earlier yeah um so i think in my parents in each of their own ways they've kind of always had that in them and so i think like i just grew up in that with that mentality in the house, like just growing up. Um, and so, but you know, like in high school, I was always like involved in like a bunch of random stuff, man. Like, um, yeah, I was the, I was, so I was the captain of the soccer team, the indoor and the indoor and outdoor track team. Um, I was the student representative to the school, the Somerville school committee. So I was always like reporting what was happening in the city. I was the news reporter for the Somerville, 
the teenage, the teen. You have a tatted on you yet, bro? To have what tatted on Somerville. Me? No, but I have like a tattoo that's like based on Somerville, yeah. And like, and based on the show on one that we did in this warehouse four years ago and three years ago and a month ago. <laughs> hey, but it, was, uh, it hasn't even been a month, bro. That's crazy. It feels like for, it'll be a month. For it'll be a month like, soon, like five days in a yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that, it feels like so long ago, dog. It's not too, well. There's a huge letdown it's after you have an event, dude. Yeah, it's only been 24 days. That's crazy. After you have an event because it's such a high, then you're like, oh god. Yeah, yeah. It's weird, man. It's weird, but um, yeah. So like, I was always doing mad shit in high school that was just like about connecting people. Yeah, like I was the news reporter for the Somerville Neighborhood News. So just like producing, filming, and editing, excuse me, stories about different stuff happening in, in the high school and like around Somerville. So it's always, for me, it's always been about like giving voice to people doing different dope shit um, and like supporting that in some way, like what you're doing with the podcast. So it's, you know, it's very, it's always been fun for me, man. So again, like if I don't become rich, um, I am fortunate enough to have this job um and I have that foundation like um having you know gone to school for teaching I always have that but if I continue on these two paths at once there's no reason why you know things can't just pop off and the art just takes over fully that's really what the vision is so that's long term yeah so you would over being like a a champion in your city, like you would take a path of like commercial success as an artist. It's a tough bind, baby boy. Oh, it is definitely. And that's something I like, that's something I think about all the time. Um, and my gut says it's still Somerville. Like it'll, it's still Somerville. Um, what does your ego say? My ego is, of course it's leaning towards like being <laughs> Yo, the, the front man. Yeah, of course. But in between those is a very beautiful, medium where like i can influence mad like i not influence yeah influence a lot of what goes on and support a lot of what goes on without being the face of of shit you know what i mean mm -hmm. um like balance is you know me abu and there's an and there's another uh, co-founder named sam Bado fisher i don't know if i've met um, that cat i don't know if did they meet at one he was at one you might have seen him there but i don't think i don't know if y'all met. met so sam and me Sam and I were the were the ones who did the first one in 2016. Um, him and I, like, um, it was my originally. So okay, I mean, we're in the warehouse. I, we have to tell the story if we're like in the warehouse doing this interview. It's a full circle that has to be filled in. We're in the warehouse 11. I was gonna say simulation. Oh, <laughs> but also that within the simulation. We're in the, we're before in the warehouse. you tell a story in warehouse 11. Before you tell a story, Catherine, any questions, big dog? No, I'm, um, no. You having really. fun? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. It's lit. Um, okay. So September 2015, no, September 20, oh my gosh, yeah, that's crazy. September 2015, my freshman year, no, my sophomore year of college, the first Evolution of Hip Hop Festival is happening in Union Square, right outside these doors, in front of the, of SCAT TV. And... It was organized by this guy named Mike Curtis. Uh, his brand is Union because he's a firefighter, but also a crazy graphic designer. Like he makes so much dope local Boston sports I know gear. Guy. Yeah, he's the guy yeah. who's doing a lot of t-shirts in here. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw he was at your event. Yeah, he he had a table here. So he organized the hip hop festival. I performed at it. I did a few songs and like a bunch of my lyrics were about Somerville gentrification, like they always have been. And so him having lived here his whole life, you know, we talked, we started talking after and we just ended up chatting for like 30 minutes. And he was like, yeah, man, like I rent out this warehouse down the road. Um, I've been renting it out for a minute. Like it's a dope spot. And so like we exchanged numbers and then I hit him up a few, a couple months later, I was like, yo, we should do a show there, like local artists. And he's like, dope, let's do it, man. So on January 1st, of 2016 we had the first one show here um and it was crazy dude because like it was so grass it was like so grassroots like just do it yourself i made like a i mean by relative by nice standards it was a shit flyer but i loved it because i was just like in my basement like the stencils and the spray paint and the scanning and the it was like so like it was so below what, what we're capable of in 2016 like i just don't know photoshop i don't know any of that shit but it was fun and we got a good amount of heads out here, man. It was like 50 heads or something, like 50 heads maybe around there. But Mike Union didn't charge us at all for the space. He just split the ticket money with us. And then we paid the artists with all that money. Um, and I mean, I, I, we, I gave myself a little bit and like Sam because we like put money into like buying equipment and like, you know, promotion. No, one, no one's mad at you, bro. Don't worry. Yeah, but like we deserve obviously. But, you know, we paid all the artists and like – so from the jump, that's what it's been about. And then we had the second one, January 1st, 2017. Then we had the third one, uh, January. That was the one that got snowed out, right? Right. It was going to be January. It wasn't going to be January 1st. It was going to be the first week of January. And then it, there was a storm the night that the show was supposed dun, to dun, dun. So it postponed it a few weeks, had it at once, you know, once warehouse, not once warehouse, once, once ballroom. ballroom. Um, yeah, had the third one there. Cool space, but it's not like it's not the vibe that one is. It's nothing against one's ballroom. We had the after party for one at the upstairs because it's a dope space. The upstairs lounge in one's ballroom. Check that spot out too. That shit's fire. And I've been to dope rap shows at one's ballroom too. Don't get me wrong, um, but just for what the actual show of one is about, it's just not the vibe as much as the warehouse is. Um, yeah, so like um, we've been in the warehouse since 2016 because of Mike Curtis Union um, who like gave us the spot for free um, and it was just like very inspiring for us man like showing us we could make money off this and pay our friends and like other you know local artists that we were homies with became homies with through it through the art um, so that was kind of like the the validation we needed pretty early on to show us like it's possible if you do it for the right reason and do it with the right people, um, you can make things happen. And you see that happening all over Boston, man. Like there's just mad different uh, things going on um, around the city. Like, you know, there's Van Buren Records, there's Good Company, uh, All Stars, the, um, they just had their show, they had a show the other night, um, Her Muse Collective, um, Big Fresh, you tapped in all of this. So like, yeah, there's yeah. there's a lot of different. We, we just had Ricky Felix up and, last week. Yeah, yeah, word. Uh, crazy talented producer. Um, and like, you know, there was the flea market that was here for a few consecutive months. Um, so there's a lot of different stuff that's happening around Boston that's being done with the right intent. And I think that just kind of and your and your um, 
And your event, of course, Thank the, the get-together, the network, Golden Deer's movement. like it's the GB Hustle. The GB Hustle. Like, there's a whole, there's so many different things happening. Um, and that's why I'm like, I don't really want to go to NY or LA. Like, like, I get it because that's... You're happy. I'm happy and I want to be, I want to help build the base here because there are so many people doing that. And I think that if people just recognize that and see the role they can have in like being a reason why so many future kids can pop off from Boston, that's like, that's everything to me. Because the legacy that you leave is not about what you do, it's about what people can do with what you've done. That's what legacy is to me. And the, the impact you make. It's the impact. And, you know, and the hope is that you're so busy that you're not thinking about that because you should just be doing it because you want to do it. Like, and that's the vibe that I get from Boston. People are doing shit because they want to. And when you're doing something that you want to do, that's where the soul comes through. And the soul is just like, you can't stop soul. You can't stop that soul power. So like, I just love seeing that happen in a lot of different ways. And I recognize it and it's inspiring for sure. And when I'm mad tired and sleep deprived and not doing self-care, not taking care of myself at all and shit, that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, yo, this is just got to keep like, got to keep going, man. Like, That's also probably that ADHD baby boy. Yeah. Well, you, I, you got that mania motor, boy. Is manic, <laughs> maniac McGee shit. That's a fire ass book. Fire ass elementary school book, bro. <laughs> bro, you, you ever throw read, back. You ever read? Uh, throw back. You ever read Cheesehead? I don't think I did. Did you read Cheesehead? What is Cheesehead? I don't think I read Cheesehead. Cheesehead was big. I used to read Fudge. Mm, mm. Oh, you're one of those guys. Yeah. I used to read Henry and Mudge. You guys read those books? Anim- uh, yeah, I do, I do, yeah. Yeah, that Animorph? was a first grade book. I was reading in eighth grade. Bro, I don't think I, I don't even know if I ever read a full Animorph book in my whole life. I, I, think I was just always like, wow, these covers are fire. Yeah. <laughs> no book, like, can I tell you one thing yeah. though, bro? No book is terrible. And if any dude read it, they would be totally suspect are the Twilight series. Like, Damn, bro. That's fucked up. No, but no, but no, but that's what I'm saying. It. I didn't read it, but like, I just feel like if you did read it, did bro, it. and you liked it, that would be weird, right? <laughs> I'm like and gonna, like you told all the girls like oh my god that's so <laughs> whack that you like that book but when like you went home you nah, read dude, it I don't even I don't even read enough to knock someone else for reading you know what I mean like, that's what I'm saying like, like that's I, whack that series like, yeah bro I don't read enough that's like one thing that I definitely feel like I need to improve on but like again if you're busy as hell and you can't force yourself to be reading mad books. Like, I'm trying to read more, definitely read more about the news and what's going on. Yeah, because, you should just read the newspaper, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and I've had stretches of time where I'm, like, good at getting into that groove. But, like, it's hard to be consistent with that. Like, it is to be consistent with anything. That's why, you know, like, it's good to see how consistently you're putting out these podcasts and, you know. Machine. Machine, bro. Got to be the machine. Um, hey, can I tell you one thing, dude? Uh your beards lined up great. Hey, shout out Razor Right, bro. Oh, oh that's, where, that's where Nikki Buckets used to give cuts. Word. Okay, shout out. I just really don't know. I'm sorry. You know Nick but Testa? Shout out Nick. Nick. That was who was cutting at our event. He just left there and he went to Lou oh, Diamonds. Oh, word, word. No, I don't think I... Yeah, no. Oh, then I definitely saw him around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think I, he ever cut my hair. He always but, had the ring light. Like, he'd always set up the ring yep, light. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Word. So, yeah, shout out Razor Right. Go on Instagram if you're in Somerville. I think it's just at razor right yeah um they give good cuts 
And also shout out Hair Janeer. Um, so my boy Smiley, who worked at Razor Right, just opened his own shop. It's called Hair Janeer, like engineer, but Hair Janeer. I love that. That's a bar. So H-A-I-R, Hair, G-I-N-E-E-R. Yeah, Hair Janeer. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Smiley. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So uh, thank you. Absolutely. I forgot what we were talking about, bro. Hey, um, but we get, real so, quick. Oh, Animorph and children's books. <laughs> real quick. Shout out. So let's say Catherine comes over here with her friends, right? She goes to BU. Okay. And she's I, like, I graduated from BU. Shout out BU. Well, I did my master's at BU. Shout out BU. Sorry. Shout out BU. If shout BU, out the Terriers. If shout Catherine's out the Terriers. friends came through, the Terriers. Yeah. And they're like, yo, we really want to go get something to eat. <laughs> Where are they going in Somerville? One spot, done. Oh. You can't do the bro, because then I go like options, options, bro. All right, then two, then two, okay, okay. then two, then two. If you are, okay, so if we're talking, and don't like, give me three, just give me two. I got you, bro. I got you with two. Um, I'm trying to think of like what's okay. I'll give you two different things, and they're you know I'm thinking in the mindset of like college student. Um, so, Pete, if I'm talking just like a cla- like a fire slice of pizza, there are th- okay. I'll give you one. And it's it's controversial because like the OG Somerville heads won't say this, but like me being slightly newer Somerville, um, you have to get a slice of um, of buffalo chicken pizza from Mama Lisa's. Where's um, that? A Mama Lisa's, bro. See, I can't even tell you one place. Alfredo's. You need the Alfredo's buff chick, and then if you're gonna get another one, but I said two places. Uh, it's on Broadway. It's right on Broadway. Um, it's across the street from the abandoned Star Market. Um, so the star market that's been abandoned for 12 years and that's a whole other controversy controversy that like is slowly being dealt with but um, controversy just in that it's a prime area for people to have places to get food but it's been closed for dumb long for no reason other than like complacency but Alfredo's for a slice of buffalo chicken pizza or if you're going out to brunch go to Kelly's Diner uh in ball square and it's and it's uh anyone who's moved to somerville in the last 15 years that is the third of the three places they'll tell you that will be bronze medal of ball square but if you're from somerville and you want some hearty you know wholesome ass breakfast food i've been there with abu kelly's diner it's it's just classic the owners of Sound Bites and Ball Square Cafe, the two other joints, mad close. That bridge is messing everything up, though. Bruh, it's so fucked up. Yeah, it's really, it really sucks. But the owners of those two other joints, like, they're rival spots. And apparently one time they, like, actually squared up outside of their stores. Like, we're ready to, like, bang it out. Like, heated. That's fire. Content. No jokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. I wish, you know, I mean. World store. I'm a pacifist, but that would have been some next level footage. <laughs> They would, have, they would have both been screwed, and then we could have finally opened our dream, you know, brunch the spot. The caption would be... Balance. Sunny side up. Hey, yo. That's a bar. It's a bar. Hey, Big Fresh, they got to get back in here to clean since we got to really wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Big Fresh, any final questions that I'm missing on the Boston music scene that you're tapped into? Mm, it's not quite about the Boston music scene, but, like, just kind of going back to, like, politics and music, like... Can you just quickly talk about how you kind of um, find the balance there so that you you're, you're not necessarily identifying as like a political rapper, but like, you know, you still get across the messages that you like believe. Word. Yeah, that's a good question. That's mad important. Um, 
Yeah, I think that it is important to tread a line because um, you have to keep in mind that there is a much larger fan base that you want to tap into. And the beauty of music for most people, understandably so, is that it is its own thing. It's escapism. It's an escape, and that's really what it is, yo. Like, it's therapy for people who make it. It's therapy therapy for people who listen to it. And, you know, obviously the people who make it also listen to it, so it's like double effect. So I have to be careful with that, but, um, you know, at times you have to say things if you're feeling it, like, very deeply. If you have to get it off your chest, you have to get it off your chest. But like you said, there are ways you can be political without necessarily taking a side or like being corny or like too literal. Because when you get too literal, sometimes I think it can lose that power if you're just like feeding it to them. Mm. You got to be able to like chew on it and interpret it uh, how you want. But, you know, in a song like Condos, I had to be like a little bit more upfront about like what was making me upset about the city and gentrification. Um, but there are ways you can talk about your political views, like that the deja vu thing that I'm, uh, the song I made with Sesame, mm -hmm. Johan, shout out Sesame as well. He's a dope producer. Um, Every day more like deja vu, probably come down to the way I move. Not a lot of y'all see the way I see. It's about more than the guala, how it pay off, fool. So like that, you couldn't, you, that's not even necessarily political, but when you make clear your stance on wealth or like your opinion on stacking bread, yeah. That's one way you can share your philosophy without being like, we got to drop 52% tax because Bernie Sanders is our man. Like, if you hear that in a song, bro, you're like, bro, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, unless that beat. Shout out Killer Mike. Unless, 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 unless it's a big fresh beat. Unless it's a big fresh beat. Bangs, though. <laughs> like, shout out Killer Mike. You know, shout out um, Run the Jewels and like politically overt rappers. You know, they're dope. Um, but that's their lane. And they don't do it as cornily as that. I was being mad extra with it. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, um, always trying to find a fine line. And that's really where Kendrick Lamar is like my everything in terms of like um, at least how I shape the message, if not the sound itself always. Finding uh, finding poetic ways. Finding a way to slip it in where it's not like in your mouth. Yeah, finding poetic ways to just say things that you feel without being aggressive. Mm-hmm. You gotta be aggressive sometimes, but you can't just be pushing people around, man. So, this will actually release after the Kurt Tony episode because we're gonna release it on Tuesday. On Super makes sense, Tuesday, makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Because yep. he's coming up, so we're trying to incentivize kids our age, like why the election's kind of important. For sure, important. But any questions you want me to ask him, I can also ask you off air if you'd rather me do that. Oh, yeah. Um... Well, no, off the top, off the top, I don't, because you did a very good job. Thank you. If you haven't seen it already, big man here interviewed Kurt Tony. He's coming back, my guy. So, um, no, nah, I think right now, no, nah, I don't. But if I think of anything else, I'm going to hit you with hit you with a text. You'll probably have something in like two minutes. <laughs> Word, yeah. Facts. And big bro, have you seen that piece of trash on the street? <laughs> <sighs> this city's going to shit, man. We're done, we're done. <laughs> um, but last quick plug, so oh, yeah. Oh, please. Got um, I'm starting a new group called My Guys. I like that. <laughs> it already started. I mean, like the album's done. It's dropping in April, but it's called My Guys, um, and the album's called Good Stuff. So it's Good Stuff by My Guys. It'll be streaming everywhere. Um, 
first single's coming out in March, so keep an eye out for that. What's, and then, what's it called? The single. Uh, the single's called Google Me Guy. Nice. And uh, me and Abu marketing. always have a bunch of songs in the vault, and we got some stuff we're working on. Have I been saying your name so, wrong? Hmm? Is it Abu? It's Abu. Abu. I've been saying Abu, yeah. not Abu. I've been you, saying, you kind of. I mean, you rarely like, say like. You say Big name, Fresh yeah, like ninety five. So, like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know who Big Fresh is. Abu. I just know Freshikins. <laughs> Freshikins. So uh, Freshita. Yeah, man. So uh, yeah, a lot of music coming out this year, man. What's your social medias? Oh, I thought it was a dap, but I'm oh, a dap. My, my, my Can my I dap you up anyway? Yeah. Though? All up, all okay, up. Word, word. Um, my social media is at Jerome B Free, and it's B without the E. So just Jerome, letter B, free. Because we should all be free. I agree. That's Bad. a bar, that's a bar, that's a bar. Hey. All right, listen, this is how we start in any of the episodes. Bet. You say, hi, your name. So, hi, I'm Jerome. Oh, I am. I thought you meant like, hi, Marcel. <laughs> uh, hi. Hi. I'm, hold on, hold oh. on, let me finish. Hi, I'm blank, your name, and this is is my golden hour directly after no break hi i'm your name and that was my golden hour oh yeah okay okay cool so this is and then it's that was yeah yeah for sure and you say them right after say what you say the second one right after the first one yeah 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 i mean like a quick little pause for the it's up to you man okay where 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 dope dope because they're bookmarked they're bookends i don't know dude who knows, dog? Okay. Hi, I'm Jerome B, and this is my golden hour. Hi, I'm Jerome B, and that was my golden hour. I think people are on to us, Big Fresh. People are starting to get it. Yeah, man. I'm, yeah, man. Yeah, we had uh, Benny Conley. Can I do that one yeah. more time? No, 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 no. You're going to no, mess it up. No, Trust no, me. No. You got I'm it, bro. Def- uh, I felt no, like seconds. a fucking... We'll do another like was, podcast sometime. I felt like I was recording a commercial, but like I, I felt too... Uh, my G. Did you hit it? Yeah.